people in every area of our lives we acknowledge you father in heaven that you are god you are the almighty and you are our father and we say hallowed be your name we say glory and honor and power be unto your holy name we thank you father for the opportunity that we have today to worship you and to praise you we thank you for the opportunity that we have to say yes to you we glorify your name and we honor your name in the mighty name of jesus christ father i'm praying that your kingdom will come in this place today let your kingdom come in our lives let your kingdom come with power in our lives let your will be known to us in the preaching of the world and father we promise to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praises in the mighty name of jesus christ thank you lord for the gift of life that we have this morning we bless your name and we say glory to your name in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen and amen hallelujah praise god praise the lord thank you dave fabio and the team god bless you amen well a happy new year to those that are seeing me for the first time this year it's all right i know we are in march okay we are we almost halfway through the the year but it's all right to say happy new year to all of you amen okay and um want to say uh thank you to pastor colin again for the the privilege and the the opportunity uh to come to minister to you on this platform it's, it's an honor uh, uh to be to be here um i want to say two things you know this morning the first thing i want to i mean before i preach okay so that's going to be three things i'm going to be saying i'm going to want to talk about this and i want to talk about something else and then i want to preach amen is that all right with you thank you thank you this uh uh cd box it's about the anointing the three anointings that pastor collins been preaching about you know for some time and it's completed now uh there's the cd and the dvd there's no other time in the history of christianity in this nation that we need the anointing more than this because the bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden by reason of the anointing the yoke shall be removed and the, uh, the yoke shall be destroyed and the burden shall be removed um i'm talking about the storm this morning for most of us who are members of kt if you've been listening to pastor colin if you've read your revival times you know that i say storm coming to the christian come you know christian nation in this country and in europe and that's what i'm going to be uh, talking about this morning and we need the anointing to confront the storm we need the anointing to break the yoke of the enemy we need the anointing to remove the burden that the enemy wants to put upon us so i want to encourage you to please uh take hold of this as you go out today from this hall get it you know order it from dovewell um the cd said will cost 10 pounds and the dvd said will co cost 14 pounds we need the anointing for such a time as this can i hear you say amen, amen. and may the anointing of god grow in your life amen I want to welcome those who are watching on the internet thank you for joining us be blessed wherever you are in the world i want to you know welcome those people also in coronet just across the road thank you for being there and being uh, the voice of the kingdom in coronet and in that area and those in the lower hall and in the overflow behind me amen let's just give all of them there in coronet on the internet and in the overflow a hand amen hallelujah 
And then I also want to talk about this. Grace for the city. Amen. We have a general in this house who is calling the soldiers to rally around. Amen. It's a different thing. I know it's been announced, you know, but because I'm in the east, I'm in the northeast of London zone of LCC, and our, our gathering there is the 27th of March, so I'm a bit biased uh, by, by wanting to say to you this morning, if you live in the northeast area of, of London, Stratford, Edmonton, Tottenham, uh, Walthamstow, and all those areas around Stratford, or you walk around there, and you don't come for this meeting, it, it, you are not a sinner, but you are committing a crime. <laughs> All right, okay. Since we are a family, we know, we, we know. Love covers a multitude of sin. Amen. Okay, but I just want to encourage us. Amen. Uh, please take this leaflet. Read what Pastor Colin has written there. The reason for this gathering. That's a reason. We've got to speak into the atmosphere over this nation. Amen. We've got to challenge the demonic forces that wants to take over. Amen. We've got to be the light. Jesus Christ said, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Not that we are going to be the light or we are going to be the salt, but we are already are light and salt. And somebody said, define darkness. Darkness simply means the absence of light. And so where there is darkness, all we need to do is to switch on the light. And darkness disappears. And there's that light in you that Christ wants to shine. Amen. Because we are like a city that is set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. Even though the enemy is asking us to cover our light, we must say no. Light must be exposed. You know, we are here to shine for Jesus. Amen. And so these gatherings are meant for us to shine the light of Christ wherever we are gathering. That's the, the, the first one is the 20th of March at Crink's Cross. So if you walk around King, King's Cross, your cell meets around King's Cross, you know, and you are part of this family, we all go, go into King's Cross. I live in the, in the, in the uh, north of London now. I'm going to King's Cross. I have to be part of this. Of course, I'm going to be in Stratford, and you better come to Stratford. <laughs> you better come to... And of course, the Westminster, you know, gathering for everybody. Now, the challenge that we must face for, for Westminster and for all these gatherings is that where are we going to put everybody? So let's close down the road and let's put our seats on the road and, you know, and have a Holy Ghost party on the street. After all, there was a man called Hook who used to have a meeting in Finsbury Park and shut down the road. Amen. And the police provide security. Let's, let's do something like that with all these guys. Amen. Amen. After all, we are, we, are not, we are not going to be there shouting death to America, death to Britain, kill everybody and all that stuff. We are going to be saying, no, let's save souls for Jesus. Let's bring light into the darkness. Amen. So let's respond to the call of the general. Pastor Colin is our general. Amen. And we are the ranks. We are the soldiers. When he calls, we say, yes, Lord. Not that he's Lord, but because we know that he's speaking the word of God. And so our answer is yes. So please, let's pack these gatherings. Amen. Let's pack them. Let's make an impact. You know, let's go there and do those, uh, the spiritual warfare that is necessary over this city. You know, and let the light of God break through. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for, for allowing me to pitch that to you. Amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, please go with me to the book of Mark. I started my, my message at the 9 o'clock service today with the book of Jonah. I want to talk about the storm. And I've spoken to Daniel in, in Dovewell. Uh, um, uh, that, Daniel, you have to fashion, you know, uh, you know, with your creativity, fashion a title for this message. 
you know but what i want to talk about about the storm today is that we, we have to ride this storm to the harbor this storm that is is coming because it's coming it's not a storm that we're going to be able to pray away we're not going to be able to pray with this storm so i've come as a megaphone today to say people of god let's not forget that there's a prophetic utterance that's come out of this house that says there's a storm coming and then to to allow you to think through again and say how am i preparing myself for this storm am i prepared you know am i going to be a chicken when this storm comes because when the storm comes or the chicken you know perceives that there's a storm coming the chicken runs into his coop and begins to pop 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 and keeps his head down but the eagle flies towards the storm and begins to soar i've never met a chicken christian i only know eagle christians because when the storm comes eagles must spread their wing towards and allow the storm to carry them amen if you've read the revival times you will see that the article says that this is a perfect storm now for for me i don't know about you i don't really want a storm perfect or imperfect <laughs> amen so i began to pray and i asked pastor calling a lot of questions you know in our primary 12 meeting i wanted to know you know in, you know pastor Colin he considered himself as some kind of jeremiah prophet because when he prophesies you know it takes a long time for it to happen and then people forget and that was why jeremiah wrote the the, the, the book of lamentations I'm, I'm praying for him that he won't wrote call he won't write calling die lamentations <laughs> well if you are recording this please bleep that out so that he doesn't see it amen he feels like jeremiah you know sometimes with, with the prophetic anointing and apostolic mantle that god has given him but i remember a couple of years ago when anan called for the leaders encounter and he did warn us that as a problem coming you know all around the world concerning finances and he said to us there in that meeting go put your financial house in order we had him we just some of us just didn't do anything about it I wish I'd done something about it. I own properties now. Some of you have been renting from me. It's all right. I'm your brother. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm saying if I had been prepared, when the financial market, you know, and the mortgage market became something terrible and people were selling their houses and there were foreclosures and all that, Christians should have been buying properties. If we were well prepared. If we were well prepared for the financial storm we shouldn't have been heading towards debt counselors and 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 um, and banks renegotiating we should be saying yeah i'd like to buy that property there are a lot of homeless people on the street we'd like to put them up here there are a lot of muslims coming to christianity and they are under persecution we want to buy properties and put them we should be doing that amen, amen. but now we are getting another warning once beaten twice shy that's for me and so i've come this morning to be a megaphone and say hey let's remember the prophecy the prophetic utterance that's come not because we want to panic not because we want to begin to walk in fear because fear is not of the lord he has not given us the spirit of fear but out of love of power and of soundness of mind power but of course soundness of mind which means as we engage with spiritual authority and spiritual power we also engage with our brains we think how do we get through this 
What do we do? How, where do we apply wisdom? Where do we pray? And so on. And so I've come as a megaphone this morning to the people of God and say, don't forget the author. It's, it's written in Revival Times. It's documented. Let's be prepared. But then let's look at examples in the Bible about storms. Because if this is a perfect storm, then I think that at the end of the, of the day, this is my belief, that God is going to show his hands mighty in this storm. He's going to accomplish something. He's going to accomplish his purpose through our lives. But we must learn how to ride the storm. God will take us to the harbor. God will take us to where he wants us to go. But we must be prepared to ride the storm. And there are some things that we used to do in the past that is not going to suffice. So let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 4. And I want to read from verse 35. Most of us are familiar with this story. Verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat and he uh, boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now in the revival times, Pastor Colin brought out a scripture from Hebrews about how we must persevere in times of trouble. Because there's nothing we are going to be going through that people have not gone through before. And we are going to, God is going to see us through if we hold on. If we hold on to our faith. But here was a storm that was meant to stop a mission. Jesus Christ finished preaching to the multitude. He said, get in the boat, let's go to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Say to somebody next to you, say, I'm, I'm going to get to the other side. Notwithstanding the storm, I'm getting to the other side. Because the assignment was on the other side. The mission was on the other side. The directive from the master was to go to the other side. To cross over to the other side. To cross to the place of, of destiny. To cross to the place of, of, of ministry. But the storm came. The Bible, you know, here does not really tell us why the storm came. Whether it was the devil, whether it was God wanting to teach the, the disciples a lesson, or Jesus, you know, allowed it to happen so that he could teach them something about faith. There are a lot of theological interpretations and explanations about that. But I'm not concerned about that this morning. I'm concerned about the storm. I'm concerned about the fact that Jesus was in the boat and there was a storm. The master was in the boat. There was a storm. So let's learn that even though we are Christians, we speak in tongues. We carry very big fat Bibles and we speak in tongues. The storm is coming. And the lesson we want to learn from here is that 
it is not for us to turn to Jesus now and say, where are you? Don't you care that I'm perishing? Don't you care that I'm about to lose my job? Don't you care that I'm being intimidated? No. Now, I want to believe in my mind, in my, in my, in my heart, that the men in the boat with Jesus, his disciples, at least four of them were fishermen. Peter was a fisherman. The sons of thunder were fishermen. James, James and John were fishermen. And they've, you know, as fishermen who, who, who their trade was to go uh, uh, on the sea and fish, I'm sure they've encountered some storms in the past. And they knew what to do. You remember Peter, having fished all night, caught nothing. Jesus came and said, can I use your boat to preach? He said, yeah, fantastic. After all, you know, I'm already washing my nets. I'm finished for the day. And Jesus Christ finished preaching and said, now launch out into the deep for a catch. And Peter said, Rabbi, are you being funny? I am a fisherman. I know what to do. I know when to fish. I know when the fish come to the surface, it's at night when everything is calm. But we fished all night and we caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will launch out. Look, I know how to do this thing. I know how to handle my, my situation. I know how to handle my, you know, whatever is happening to me. I, I can handle this. But thank God that he said, at your word, I will do what you are saying. And of course, that was the miraculous catch. But that's, that's not my point. My point is that we have these fishermen who know how to respond to a storm because they are used to fishing on the sea. And so when this storm came and Jesus was in the stern, sleeping, they thought, don't worry guys, we can handle this on our own. Let's build the water out. And they began to do things that they knew how to do as fishermen when, when storms come. But it didn't work. There are some things that you know how to do as a Christian that is not going to work in this storm. That is not going to work in this storm. And I'm convinced, I am fully persuaded in my spirit that the reason why you will overcome this storm and you get to the other side and you cross to the other side is only when you have a kingdom assignment. If there's a kingdom purpose to your life for going to the other side, you will be able to speak to the son, peace be still in the name of Jesus and there will be a great calm. This is one kind of storm. This is one kind of storm. I do not think that this is a perfect storm. Even though Jesus rose up and calmed the storm for them and challenged their faith, Two things I want you to take from this kind of storm, if this is the kind of storm you are going to face this season, is that the way you used to do things before is not going to work. You need divine inspiration, not only that, and also divine authority to calm the storm. So if you are not walking in divine authority that Jesus has given you, this is the time to go back to the master and say, Master, I'm not saying that you, you, know, you don't care that I perish, but what should I do? Which is what I believe that the disciples should have done. They should have gone to the master and said, Well, Jesus, you know, sorry to disturb your, your, your sleep, your rest. Um, what do we do about this storm? Because disciples are learners. You learn from your rabbi. 
And so he taught them what to do the next time. You know, say, what am I saying? I'm saying, he said to them, where is it that you are fearful? This storm is not meant to make us fearful. It's meant to make us use the authority of faith. After all, it's our faith that overcomes. Now, the thing is, how does faith come? We know in Hebrews 11, faith comes through hearing. You know, faith, faith pleases, pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So how's your faith life? If I'm asking how is faith working in your life, I'm also asking you how is the word of God in your life? Because faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. So this is a time that we must know how to use the word of God. I said at the 9 o'clock service that when I was preparing to, to come into 2012, I took some time to go and pray. And God spoke to me through the book of Esther, such a time as this. That this year God is looking for his Mordecai's and God is looking for his Esther's. Now the reason why God positioned Mordecai and Esther was that God needed somebody to be in place to be able to use another decree. So I said to the people in Waltham, so I said, it's a year of decrees and counter decrees. The Bible says that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. As the enemy begins to issue decrees to shut down the preaching of the gospel, to shut down the voice of Christianity in this nation, in this Europe, we must know how to go to the throne room and issue counter decrees. Because when Haman got his own decree to be issued, God had prepared Nestor and Mordecai to issue other, another decree, to counter that decree. When we look at the situations around us, because Jesus was telling the religious leaders and some of the political leaders in his days and saying to them, how is it that you are able to design the face of the sky, but you are not able to design the signs, the, the, the signs of the time? You know when it's going to be hot, when it's going to be fair weather and when it's going to be foul weather but how come you don't know the season that you are in and we must not be like those religious people we must know the season that we are in how it applies to us by the help of the holy spirit so that you know what to do we must become the sons of Ishaka who knew what israel ought to do and in this time that is coming we must learn and know what we ought to do in this particular storm they needed to rebuke the storm they needed to say peace be still to the storm and jesus taught them that when your storm comes may you have access to the throne room to know what to do can i hear you say amen, amen. because the storm is coming so for this kind of storm we must know that what we used to do may not work or will not work and we must know that if we are going to be able to speak to this kind of storm, then we must have the, the required authority that comes from the word of God and that operates by faith. So when Satan comes to challenge us with intimidation, a lot of cases, I have a, a, an 85-page document by, by, um, by um, uh, a Christian organization, I can't remember the name now, compiling... The, 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 the marginalization of Christianity in Britain. Even to the extent that 
our children go to school and in their religious education classes there was a particular case there of a young boy who said i'm sorry i will stay in the class and learn about islam but i'm not going to pray to allah and i'm not going to put on islamic islamic um, uh, 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 dress for praying i'm not going to hold a tasbih in my hand or a praying bead in my hand a little boy says that and the teacher put him in detention because he was being offensive so it's not just you in the marketplace in your in your place of work who cannot talk about jesus who cannot preach the gospel who cannot even say god bless you to a colleague without somebody saying i'm of, I'm, I'm, I'm offended it's not just that you cannot say i'm sorry my home is my business and you know whether you are gay or straight if you're not married you can't have a room in this place without splashing it on the face of bbc and the tabloids and i was saying in nine, nine o'clock service the good stuff that happens in the life of christians and through the life of christians through your ministry in the cells through your evangelism how you snatch people away from the devil and bring them into the kingdom of life they never they, they, they have not airtime on bbc or itv or all that only scandals a couple of years ago reverend chadvara died he was the founder of the samaritans that organization that is saving people today plucking them out from the hand of suicide within a short time i don't know who died first there was this i think it's something gates one of the band uh, a boy band uh, musician from ireland also died and everybody in this nation knew that that guy had died why because he was gay and he was a musician but chadvara died and in my mind i'm thinking who should have more airtime? thank god for the talent of this guy that died you know the musician and whatever he's done but i think chadvara should have more airtime. this man that started the samaritans from the basement of his of his church of his home and he's gone viral saving people from suicide should have more airtime on bbc than any other person at that time that died and that is the storm of the enemy wanting to shut down the good things in your life the good things that's happening through your ministry in the cells but we cannot give in we must not give in because the assignment is not to give in the assignment is not to back back uh, backtrack the assignment is to cross to the other side The real thing about this storm is that it's not even the speaking to the storm that is the important thing. The important thing is the other side. What was to happen on the other side was the important thing. Thank God for what we've learned from Jesus saying we can rebuke the storm, we can say peace be still, but let's not take our focus away from the other side. His, his command is go to the other side. We are going to the other side. Because sometimes, as, as Pentecostals and Charismatics, we, we love miracles. I love miracles. I love testimonies. But there are signs that Jesus Christ said should follow us. Because we believe. In his name we cast out devils. In his name we lay hands on the sick and they, and they get healed. And in any case, there are signs and wonders. Signs point to a direction. There are signs that God wants, Jesus has given us, so that we can point people to him. You want the, case, the same signs that are following me? Well, let's go to Jesus. 
There are signs and wonders. Peter walked on water. Wow. What a great miracle. What a great miracle. But you see, that miracle that he walked on water is not as important as the fact that Jesus Christ wanted to cross to the other side. Thank God for walking on water. But there was an assignment on the other side of the water that Jesus was going for. And that was, you know, when they saw it, because he, he just fed the 5,000 or the 3,000, said, you guys get in the boat, go to the other side, I'm coming to meet you. And in the night watch, he was, he was walking on the water towards them. Oh, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. He said, no, 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 don't be fearful, it is me. And Peter said, if it's you, Lord, then ask me to come. And Jesus Christ said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat. Yes, we need to step out of the boat. But once we've walked on water, let's focus again on the assignment. Because the assignment is to go to the other side. Can I hear you say amen? amen? And so for this kind of storm, our focus must be on the assignment. Amen. In Acts of Apostles chapter 27, I don't want to read because of my time, because I want to finish with, with Job. Because, uh, sorry, with Jonah. Because I've made up my mind that this storm that is coming is a Jonah storm. You know, when storms come, uh, 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 cyclone, what the, tornadoes come, they give them names. You know, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane this, Hurricane that. This storm, I've decided to name it Jonah. Even though I don't work, I don't work in the Met Office. And I'm not a weatherman on the, on the, new, on the, on the news, but it's a spiritual storm. And I've decided to name this storm Jonah Storm. And I'll, I'll let you know why I'm, I'm doing that. But in Acts of Apostles chapter 27, there was another storm. Paul had a prophetic destiny. When he encountered Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ said, you are going to bear my name before kings. You are going to go through a lot of persecutions, but you must bear my name before kings. He's witness to Herod, Agrippa. And when, you know, things were going on that was, not, that was about to choke the word of God from him, he said, no, I appeal to Caesar. And he said to him, to Caesar you shall go. So there was a prophetic destiny for him to preach the gospel in Rome. That was why when Agabus came to where Paul was and took Paul's mantle and bound it with his own, his own hands and feet and said, Thus say the Holy Spirit, this man shall be bound and taken to Rome and all that and all that. And everyone will say, Paul, don't go. You had the prophet, he said, you know, you're going to be bound. And Paul said, why are you, what's the problem? I have to go to Rome. I need to preach the gospel in Rome. Bound or loose, <laughs> I must bear the gospel of Jesus Christ before Caesar. And thank God that he did. I've read this Bible. There's nowhere it says it shall always be easy. Bearing the name of Jesus. Before kings, before rulers, in the marketplace. I haven't seen anywhere here that says it's going to be a, a, you know, like a kid riding a bicycle. In fact, Jesus Christ said, you'll be persecuted for righteousness sake. But rejoice. For great is your, is your reward in, in heaven. In fact, he said that some people will kill you and they think they're doing God a favor. Those are the extremes. But not too far away from here, it's an eight-hour ride in an airplane 
in a place called Nigeria, in the northern part of Nigeria, it's happening. Christians get up in the morning and they don't know whether they're going to survive the day. It is happening. But thank God that the Christian background of this nation is not choking the word of God in our lives like that. Yet. And that's why I believe that this storm that is coming is a perfect one and it's a Jonah one. Because God wants to do something. But let's come back to, to Paul. He got into the ship as a prisoner. And he said to them when they were, when they were about to sail, he said, look, this, this journey, this voyage is going to be with a lot of problems. There's going to be a problem. Let's not stay. But the owner of the ship and the soldiers who were fearing that the, the prisoners would run away, and the owner of the ship wanted to make a quick park and say, let me just do this run, you know, to Rome or to wherever they were going and then come back and do another one before winter. You know, they, they were not listening. And so they set on the voyage and of course, the storm called Euroclidon came. And I'm told that when storms are coming, it's because there's a, a place of low pressure and a place of high pressure and there's hot air and cold air. So there are opposing forces. And that's why this storm is coming. Because God wants us to oppose the darkness that wants to engulf our nation. He wants, he wants to expose our weaknesses. He wants to let us know that there's no running away from our divine destiny and our divine assignment because his purpose has to be accomplished. For unto us a son is born, unto us a, a, a child is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting King, Prince, Prince of, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. There shall be no end. Jesus said, when you pray, say, let your kingdom come. We are kingdom people. We are people with kingdom assignment. We are people with kingdom destiny. And Paul was able to tell them after abstaining for 14 days. The Bible says after the 14th day of not eating. How many of you participated in the 14 day fast this, at the beginning of this year? Oh yes, you are preparing. If you haven't done your own 14 day fast, it's not too late. Because the storm is coming. They stayed on food for 14 days. Let's not look. There are people who fast for 30 days, you know, not eating, and they don't even know who they are fasting to. They have no connection with him, if it's on him. But we know when we fast, that's a purpose. You know, that's a, the Bible says that for everything under the heaven, there's a time, and there's a, there's a time to fast and there's a time to eat. When I was a younger man, you know, younger man, I'm still very young. <laughs> when people ask me my age, I'm, I say I'm quarter to 50. I'm closer to 50 than I'm closer to 40. That's all you're going to know. <laughs> so when I was a younger man, my older sister would come to me and say, you know, you need to, you know, you need, you know why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? One, one day he came to me and said, praise. When, you, when your contemporaries are fasting and you are feasting, when they begin to feast, you begin to fast. Which means don't put the cat before the horse. Fast when you're supposed to fast and feast when you're supposed to feast. You know, there are not too, there are not too many fastings in the Bible, but there are a lot of feasts. 
We have a lifetime to feast, but when it's time to fast, let's fast. So go do your own 14-day fast. In Jesus' name. Thank you for those 25 and a half people. Amen. It is the truth. We've got to be prepared. And so Paul stayed away from food, but he said one significant thing to them. He said to them, men, you should have listened to my warning about this voyage. But in any case, since you didn't listen, let me tell you what happened. The God to whom I belong and to whom I serve sent his angel to stand with me last night and said to me, Paul, you will fulfill your prophetic destiny because you must go to Rome. Let me say to you, if you have a prophetic destiny over your life, if you are aligned with the kingdom purposes of God for this house at this time, you will get to the other side. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Let it be Jonah's storm. Let it be Euroclidon. Let it be whatever storm. You will make it to the other side. Amen. You will bear the name of Jesus before whomever God wants you to bear his name. The ship broke up. Everything was destroyed. But Paul said, because of the prophetic destiny, because of kingdom and assignment, he said to them, the angel of God stood by me and said, Paul, you will not die. And in, because you are in this ship, because you are in this ship, the lives of the people here have been given to you. Wow. May it be that because of you, when this storm comes, everybody that is connected with you, they will be preserved. Because of the God that you serve. Because of the God that you belong to. Because of the God who is going to send his angel to stand with you. Lives will be granted to you. Because you have to get to the other side. That is the Euroclidon storm. But please go with me to the book of Job. Sorry, Jonah. You see, I've been reading Job for my morning devotion. So Job is, <laughs> is there in my mind. But let's go with me to the book of Jonah. Chapter 1. Are you following me today? Yes. I have not come to scare you because we are not people with the spirit of fear. We are people with the spirit of power and of soundness of mind. We don't fear the storm because we are eagles. Only chicken Christians fear the storm. I hope there is no chicken Christian in the house. That's why we say, you know, you are a chicken. When you run away from a fight, in those days when we were younger, say, you know, he chickened out. In the middle of the storm, you're not chicken out. Let me say one more thing about, about Euroclidon storm with Paul. And this is very, very important because there are some things that need to go in your life today, from today, as you prepare for the storm. The Bible says that when the storm came, they began to throw the tack over. They threw the cargo over. Are you carrying some heavy burdens and some heavy cargo that are not supposed to be with you in this ship? They've got to go overboard. Because Paul said to them, there will only be the loss of merchandise, but not the loss of life. And if you are so concerned with the merchandise that you have now when the storm comes, I pray that you don't get thrown overboard. 
with it. You don't say, no, 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 you can't, you can't throw my merchandise over. You can't throw my merchandise over. I love this burden. I love this circumstance. You know, throw me with it. I hope you will learn to let go what needs to go for the sake of the kingdom. Jo- Jonah chapter 1. Let's read quickly. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wicked- wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tashish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. May you not go away from the presence of the Lord. Please, let me just stop reading there because of time and tell you the story. You can read it at home. He paid the fare. He was running away from the presence of the Lord. He was running away from his kingdom assignment. Because God said to to him, go to Nineveh. Go preach to that great city. Like God is saying to us in this house and in the church network of Kensington Temple, wherever you are in the city of London, go to London, that great city, and tell them to repent. That's our kingdom assignment for this season. And we must not back away. We must not run away from it. Because when Jonah ran away from his kingdom assignment, he went into the stern of the ship and he began to sleep and slumber. And when the storm came, he was sleeping so much, he was in the spirit of slumber, that they came to him when everybody was praying to their God and nothing was happening. They said, wake up. There's a problem, you're sleeping. Can't you see that there's a problem? Get up and pray to your God. Maybe something will happen because our God is not walking. Like you, our God is asleep. He's not answering us. And Jonah said, don't worry, I'm the problem. May you not be the problem with people in, in your home. May you not be the problem of people in your fellowship. May you not be the problem of people in your community because you are running away from kingdom assignment. May you not bring trouble to people around you because you are running away from your God-given assignment like Jonah was. And a lot of churches are running away from kingdom assignment in this great city. Jehovah God, the Lord of glory saying, take London for me. Don't let the challenge to Christianity in the marketplace cause you to run away to Nineveh, to to, to run away to Tashish. Nineveh is the city that I want you to go and stay. That is the call of of God for us for this season. But because Jonah won't heed the call, God, the Bible said that God sent a wind that brought that storm. That's why I believe that this is a perfect storm. Because the hand of God is in it. Because as Christians, we are slumbering. The Bible says a little sleep and a little slumber. And poverty comes upon you. Poverty of the spirit. Poverty of soul. And financial poverty comes. We struggle against everything as Christians. Because we are running away from kingdom assignment. We cannot allow the storm of Jonah to take over us. Finally, Jonah said to them, and said, I am your problem. May you not be a problem. May you be the solution. And he said, the, the, the only solution to this problem is just throw me overboard. Throw me overboard. You know, because I think it's better I die now. May you not commit suicide in Jesus' name. 
And so they said, oh, oh God of heaven, we fear you now, you know. This, the God of this Jonah man who is confessing to his sins now, you know. But don't let his blood be upon us so because we are going to kill him. We are going to throw him to the sea. And they did. And there was a great calm. But God was waiting for him, even in the sea. So you can decide to run away to America. God is waiting for you there. Say to yourself, ministry is easier in Africa. Because it's in Africa and in, uh, in, uh, especially in Nigeria. Thank God I'm British. Hallelujah. Uh, no, no offense to all the Nigerians in the house. Amen. Just give me more, 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 more stockfish and pepper soup and I will align with Nigeria again. Amen. A lot of Pandajiam and the Ghanaians have me now, you know. Amen. You can't say, you know, I'm going to Africa because it's so... There's a whale waiting for you. And please, I don't know about you, I don't want a whale to swallow me. I don't think it's going to be very, very comfortable. I don't think I can, you know, turn from one side to the other. And it's going to be very pitch dark. And what if the whale, in trying to, to, to vomit me out, begins to bite me? Oh, I'm saying, all I'm saying is, don't run away from kingdom assignment. God has placed you where you are for such a time as this. You are the Mordecai. You are the Esther for where you are now. Because God has invested a lot of authority in us. The authority of the kingdom. That's why he says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. It's a time to decree against all other decrees. But we must be aligned with kingdom purpose. Jesus said to the storm, peace be sealed, because he was going for kingdom purpose. And the disciples who haven't really understood that the assignment was crossover, not have a chit-chat in the boat, you know, fellowship, like we do in some of our fellowships. It's just a chit-chat that has nothing connected with the kingdom because we are fellows in the same ship. That's why we don't have fellowships and, uh, and house fellowships and house, house cells. We have our own cells because cells grow and cells multiply. And so Jonah, they treat him. And he learned his lesson in the well. And then he decided to go to Nineveh. And he preached the word of God in Nineveh. 120,000 people changed their ways and their lives. The, the whole people in the village, in, in the city. London is our Nineveh. God is asking us to cry against this city. No matter the wickedness that we see. No matter the opposition that we see. Because the, the, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel has the power to push darkness away. And because you are light and you are salt and you are the one carrying the gospel, Jesus has prepared you to be a seasoner. Because salt seasons, salt stops decay, and light dispels darkness. You are a darkness dispeller for the kingdom of God. So let us not be afraid. Let's not be a Jonah. And in chapter 4 of the book of Jonah, when they repented, Jonah became angry. I said so. 
You've made me a lying prophet now because I know when I go preach, you will cause them to change their ways. Let's not be afraid to preach the gospel because God wants people to change their ways. He was angry. And God, God taught him a lesson. And God said to, you know, made a, a plant to grow around him in the heat of the sun and he was taking cover under the shade. And then God came again and killed the shade. And Jonah became angrier the more. And God said, Jonah, are you angry? Because this plant, I said, yeah. God, don't you understand that I'm in the green party? I care about the environment. I am for animal rights. And I don't really care about human soul. No, it's alright to be a human rights, uh, animal rights lover. It's, 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 it's very good to care about the environment. But that's not kingdom purpose. Don't give all of your money to human rights, animal rights. Give to human rights. So that you can preach the gospel. Don't give all of your money to the Green Party. Give to Colin Dye. Send him more. To, let's send him to Saudi Arabia. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But please, let's keep the focus on the kingdom. And Jonah became angry with God. And God taught him a lesson. God said, you care so much about this plant. What about Nineveh? What about the souls of the people? You care so much about something that grows in the morning and dies in the evening. And you don't care about souls that are going to go to hell. And I say, lesson for us in the storm of Jonah, Jonah's storm, that I'm talking to you about today. This storm is coming. We better know how not to ask them to throw us into the water. We better know how to say, I will pray right now, I will seek God, but there's only one condition which with this storm will stop. Take me back to the shore so that I can go on my assignment. So that you say you are not intimidated by what is happening out there. You are not going to allow the intimidation, the fact that Nineveh is so wicked. That things are so challenging that you will not focus on kingdom purpose and kingdom assignment. Because wherever you are right now in the marketplace, God has placed you there for such a time as this. Amen. Jehovah God is your king. Not Ahasuerus. In the story of Mordecai and Esther, you have his ring on your finger. The ring of authority that he gave to Mordecai. He said to them, issue another decree. It is time for us as children of God to learn how to issue decrees. You know, the more I read the Bible, the more I learn that this is a book of God's authority and power and law. I'm not talking about legalism, legalistic laws, the laws of don't do, don't do. We are grace people in this house. But this is still a book of the law. It's a book that says, thus saith the Lord. It's a book that says, that is the law. Every time you look your circumstance and your storm and the devil in the face and you say, it is written, you are saying to him, that is the law. Which means you, you cannot be a lawyer and not know the law. You will send your clients to prison because you will not be able to defend them. And we are lawyers for the millions of souls that are going to hell. We have to stand before God as intercessors. Somebody that stands on behalf of somebody else, like a lawyer. Before the throne of God and say, Father, the law says, Jesus died for them Muslims. Jesus died for them Hindus. Jesus shed his blood for everybody. We take these people on our evangelism of three and on our list of ten and we say, they have to be saved. Amen. 
And we said to God, it is written. When Jonah preached in Nineveh, the whole city turned around. Therefore, Lord, at your word, London must turn around in the name of Jesus. We are in the season of the storm of Jonah. Let's learn lessons from Jonah. Can I hear you say amen? amen. I said to the 9 o'clock service, I said to them, please don't be people who come to church and say amen and hallelujah in the right places and do nothing about it. That's why you must come to Stratford. You must come to, to King's Cross. You must come to Westminster Chapel. This is no longer about amen and hallelujahs in church and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm highly flavored and, and you know, strawberry and manila flavor. No, no, no. <laughs> it is a time to go to Nineveh. Amen. It's time to get out of that ship that is going to Tashish and go to Nineveh, the place of assignment. Amen. Kingdom assignment is like an arrow. An arrow has the head, the metal head, and then a shaft. The arrow in the hand of a mighty man or in the hand of a mighty God is the kingdom purpose. You and I, we are the shaft. When we as the shaft align ourselves with kingdom, kingdom purpose, the arrowhead, and we allow an almighty, the almighty God to take us into his bow and shoots us, we hit the target. We will hit the target that we want to hit. We will get the people that God wants us to get in this city for the kingdom of God. Amen. It is not time to panic. It is time to get on board the ship that is going to Nineveh, not the one going to Tashish. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Father, we know that it's because of your mercy that you sent Jonah to Nineveh. And Lord, we know that it's because of your mercy for this city of London that this storm is coming. Lord, as your people, as people who believe in discipleship, who believe in your great power, who believe in your kingdom assignment for this city. And that's why we know that what we want is London and the world for Christ. Just like you want Nineveh for yourself. We cry out to you this afternoon as your people, O oh God. And we say, we will not take on the spirit of Jonah, but we will go for kingdom assignment in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, that you give us boldness. You give us courage. That as we preach the gospel, O oh God, the power unto salvation, souls shall be saved in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that as we take your name into our city, Lord, that you...